This episode of Atomic Geekdom is brought to you by PennantChase.com, the home of free baseball simulation leagues. Sign up today and join a variety of leagues featuring every player from the history of Major League Baseball. Thanks and enjoy the show. Episode of the Atomic Geekdom podcast. My name is Dave, and I'm talking to you from Earth Seven. Joining me today is JD from Earth Twelve. Hey guys, I'm a robot. Boop beep boop. boop. <laughs> and from and from the core of Earth Earth One is Jenny. I'm ruling it all, people. <laughs> uh, you might ask what in the world I'm talking about. Uh, today's episode is all about alternate Earths. In specifically a movie slash show that deals with this concept, and it's called Parallels. Uh, today we are going to have a special guest, the director, writer, creator, uh, the genius behind this very cool, uh, I guess you'd call it a pilot. Um, it's very much two episodes of a TV show built into a movie on Netflix. Go to Netflix and search for Parallels. you got to find it. you got to watch it. You're going to love it. Uh, but we're going to talk to the director, uh, the writer, creator, uh, Christopher Leone. Uh, who, yeah, like I said, created it. He came up with it, and um, he was polite enough to come on the show to talk all about it. Uh, JD introduced us to this super cool movie, said, hey, watch this. And that's really kind of where the conversation I thought was going to end. Watch this movie, and we'll talk about it, and that's it. But it was so awesome, I had to try to find the guy that made it. And we got him on the show to talk about it. Uh, JD, your initial reaction to the movie after you finished it was... I kind of like fangirled and texted both of you guys. I was like, you guys have to watch it right now. I can't handle this. I need to talk to someone. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's totally a water cooler show uh, that you, you, we had, all we had were questions about, uh, are you going to do this on the show or what's this all about? Or who is this person? Uh, Jenny, you watched it with your boyfriend and, oh, and it was comedy. Well, first off the night JD texts you, I think it only took you about an hour to start texting back going, oh my, this is awesome. Where did you yep. find this again? And you, you, just yeah, kept going. you texted me at the perfect time. I had nothing going on. I'm like, yeah, whatever. All right, let's throw it on. I'll, I'll write, <laughs> I'll write a story for the, for the website while I'm watching this. I stopped everything and just watched it. <laughs> it was awesome. Honestly though, like I, like, it was one of those movies that like, you didn't really think to like, look at it like, Oh, another sci-fi movie. And then you're like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah, I just kept thinking, uh, it's just low. It's gonna be this low budget, uh, you know, direct to to you know streaming type movie. And I'm like, ah, all right, I, you know, JD recommended it, so it's gotta be at least all right. So I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll check it out. And I was blown away. You know, Jenny got the same recommendation. I recommended it to Jason, who immediately loved it. We were big fans of Sliders uh, back in the '90s. Uh, the whole idea of alternate Earths always intrigues me. Um, and alternate realities and all this kind of thing. Like you could step into a room and you're in a different earth where the Beatles didn't die or break up. I should say um, and they kept making music and it's just a crazy idea to think of all these different things, outcomes. So uh, I'm done yapping about it. We'll get right into it. Here's our interview with Christopher Leone. 
Joining us today on the Atomic Kingdom podcast is a very special guest. He is the writer, director, creator of a super cool Netflix movie uh, that you all need to watch right now. Um, and if you don't, haven't seen it yet, stop or just pause us, go watch it, then come back because we're going to talk a lot about it uh, called Parallels. Uh, joining us is Christopher Leone. How you doing? Good, man. How are you? Uh, we're awesome. We're awesome. We're super psyched to have you on. Uh, we were, we were having a hard time coming up with questions for you because all we want to ask you is everything we want to ask about the story and <laughs> about what could possibly be happening here. Yeah, you can ask. I, I probably won't tell you too much. But. <laughs> That's what we were worried about. Yep. Uh, well, we'll start at the beginning. Um, we had something we do with all of our guests because, uh, you know, we're, we're a geek-based website. Uh, we kind of ask for your geek cred. Like, are you into comic books, uh, sci-fi, I think pretty clearly? Um kind of stuff do you like to watch when you're not creating awesome things? Um, well, uh, it's weird because I don't think of myself as a geek, even though I must be. I mean, at least a lot of my taste is definitely geek. Um, but uh, let's see. Uh, I grew up obsessed with comic books, uh, especially Marvel superhero stuff, um, but a, a lot of other stuff. Um, I like science fiction, but I like... I don't like all science fiction. I like science fiction when it's good. Um, then I love it. Um, uh, and then, but I, I, I tend to be more TV and movie based. I read some, but not not tons. Sure. Um, and I play way too many video games. That oh. is good for me. Um, so that I don't know if that's if that's good enough. Yeah. What I mean, for what, you guys, what qualifies as good science fiction for you? Um, let's see. Uh, I love, I love Blade Runner. I love, uh, I love the first Matrix. I love, <laughs> um, uh, well, I also love, like, there's a lot of movies that, that actually are science fiction, but no one ever thinks of it as science fiction, like Ghostbusters or Back to the Future. I love those. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. on TV, I guess it's fantasy. I love Game of Thrones. Um, I loved Lost. Uh, um, I like the old Twilight Zone. Um, I love also, you know, actually some of my favorite movies are the Terminator, first two Terminator movies and uh, first two Aliens movies. Um, you're, you're right. Big ones of mine. Right up JD's alley. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Gaming and Aliens. <laughs> Speaking to me about the Aliens movie, easily my favorite franchise. Well, the first two, not the last two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the first two are – I mean the first one's really cool. The second one – James Cameron actually I think has kind of a genius for sequels because um, both the Terminator sequel and the Alien sequel both really sort of took the original idea and expanded it out in, in a really great way. Um, but Aliens in particular is kind of a brilliant like next step I mean, because it based all the rules of the original movie but just kind of blows it up and just – it's a different kind of movie. It's, it's super cool. Yeah, it just rackets up the tension to 11 and just goes with it, and it's insane. <laughs> yeah, it's like this super big adventure movie, action movie. Um, you know, the first one's this kind of creeping horror movie, but it's still the same universe. It's the same character. It's the same – I mean, that that part of it's so brilliant. So if you're such a big gamer, what kind of games are you into? Like, are you more of like an RPG or like first-person shooter guy? Yeah, I, I really like um, – I like well, I like different kinds of games. I like open world games. Like like uh, I love like the Elder Scrolls games. Um, I've played, I've been playing those since 
Morrowind. Um, I just like the, the immensity of them. Uh, I think my favorite game in a few years. I, oh, I love Bioshock too. That actually was a, that was a good one. Um, yes. Uh, the Last of Us, I think, is one of the best games in years. And even though it's much more of a linear story, I think it tells a great story. And I, I, I really, really, really love that game. I'm not. Big, I, I'm not a big I remember, gamer, and I'm I'm into that game myself. Yeah, Last of Us was like the first time I think in a while that I've just been blown away by a game in total. Like I just like stepped back and I was like, wow, this is this is art right here. Yeah, that's right. It is. And 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 like I said, even though generally I, I like the more open world kind of things, that was like an example of a game that's very structured, but still it was I was completely along for the ride and actually makes you really interesting because it kind of forces you to to play this guy out, even though you might not make the same choice as he does. Um it also has an amazing ending. It was it was actually one of those things where, you know, sometimes I worry, like, oh man, am I spending too much time on games, you know, I need to be doing other things, but like you have an ending like that or a world that like all of a sudden I go, no, this is like, that was one of the coolest, one of the best endings to anything I've, I've, uh, I've, well, I guess experienced in a while. So it was like, no, no, I, you know, I, 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 you know, I want to be careful of the amount of time I spend on games, but, um, it really was one of the best, uh, stories I think for me, like in a couple of years. Before before we dig into kind of like we go to to, to your side, I want to ask. Speaking of endings, how did you feel about the lost ending? Um, I don't think I hated it with the fury that many other people did. Um, I I appreciated the idea of trying to go for sort of an emotional catharsis. Actually, if for me, if anything, I wish they would have explained less. Like I think mm-hmm. for me, um, I wasn't as into the whole. You know, the two guys on the island who've been fighting this battle that, like, eh, I don't really care. I'd actually rather have less of that. Um, I didn't mind that the last season was, I guess, in limbo or whatever. I was like, all right. I mean, it, it, at least because it was like, I thought the emotional catharsis was was actually cool. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think the first three seasons of that show are uh, are my favorite. I mean, I was just, I was completely obsessed with it. Um, yeah. But... <clears throat> But yeah, but it's hard, you know. I mean, man, it's hard to wrap up six seasons or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, with such a, a thick plot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, uh, so talking about the movie now, um, I JD was the one that recommended it to all of us. He found it on Netflix, and we just got this bombardment of text one night going, "Have you guys seen this movie yet?" <laughs> and, <laughs> It, it's great, um, but the storyline is so intricate with the different Earths. Did mm-hmm. you, when you wrote it, did you always want to be a writer, director? Yeah, I mean, I've been wanting to. I've been wanting to be a filmmaker since I was a little kid. I mean, since I was like, I saw Star Wars when I was like five, um, and uh, yeah, and I kind of did it, you know. And, and um, yeah, I bought an eight millimeter camera when I was a kid, and so I was making little Super Eight you know, millimeter films when I was, I don't know, 12 years old. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, and I've had a, you know, I have had kind of a shadow career. I mean, I've like, you know, I've, I've, I've worked in visual effects and I've, and I've sold some scripts and I had uh, a miniseries for sci-fi channel made a few, well, now it's ways back, but uh, called the lost room. And, uh, um, 
But yeah, this is the uh, last few years I've been directing a lot more uh, just in the digital space, which is uh, just basically the same idea, just with for much less money. Um, so a lot of like a show like Parallels, it was, you know, trying to trying to not just, you know, trying to write something that can be, I can even accomplish in a very short amount of time. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it was an idea that obsessed me, especially the, just the core concept of the building. Um, you know, a, a building that essentially is the same on all these different parallel universes and, and seems to act as this gateway between different earths. Um, like just kind of fixated me and, 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 uh, yeah. And, 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 uh, the, the, the project kind of grew out of that. Yeah, we've got to give a compliment on it just for the fact that it's one of those few movies that when I think all three of us could probably agree that when it was done, we had so many questions of what was this and how does this pan out that it, it leaves you kind of on the edge of your seat of there's definitely more and we're only seeing the surface, which is super cool when it comes to sci-fi stuff. Yeah, no, I know. I, I, it's funny. I mean, I always love the questions are always part of the most interesting part of it, but um yeah, I mean, uh, yes, I mean, I, I'm with you as far as like, uh, you know, it was made with the intention to do much more. Um, and, uh, you know, I think at this point, it looks more likely to go on as a TV series, um, which we're talking about very seriously. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, so I'm... Well, I'm very excited about that. That's awesome. Is that is that going to? I mean, I don't know what you can tell or what you can say about maybe what's happening, but is that would that be on Netflix then? Or uh, we're not that far along, but okay. um, there's basically there's a lot of momentum. Like there's a lot of there's yeah there's things in the works, but <laughs> um, nothing like nothing locked in yet. But um, no, I, I think uh, there's but there's a bunch of people very excited about it. So. Um, I mean, inside, <laughs> yeah, <it would. laughs> inside Fox and, you know, um, and, and but, so, uh, yeah, but I, Netflix is definitely one of the possible places. Yeah. yeah it'd I know. Be great weekly to, to see an ongoing story with this, see what other earths are out there and where is the mom? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, yeah. I mean, believe me, it's, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I love it for that reason too. Like it just seems like, uh, the number of potential, Earth, but just it, the mythology is actually is pretty deep, um, and uh, the number of Earths you can—I I mean, that's that's limitless. But um, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, kind of making your way through that universe seems—I I mean, it's like I, I've been thinking about this for years. Let me put it that way: like, <laughs> not—it wasn't just a whim of a project. It was a project that had brewed for for years um, before uh, before I got to this point. So. Yeah, I mean, that's actually the weird thing about creating something like this is like, you know, I mean, I was thinking about the building in like 2010 or something and, you know, and wondering about it and, and you know, every once in a while you're like, oh, you know, it would be weird or maybe it works like this and, and just different ideas about it. And then, so here we are in 2015 and like now we're talking about it and it's like, uh, it's a strange feeling because it's like, it was something that I was privately thinking about <laughs> for a very long time. And now suddenly I'm having a conversation with other people, which is, yeah, super cool. So the, with you know, speaking of the mythology, it's what I, one of the things I like most about it is you've built this universe uh, of these, these different types of characters. You have the building, you have the people that are up on the, the if there is the, the people that are on the higher floors, 
of this building. And then you have these, the, the, these polys, I want to call them that are, that are in the building already. We don't know where they came from. Um, and then these three assassins that are trying to kill their father and there's the mother aspect and then this ball and <laughs> there's so many things that are built into this that clearly you have a plan for uh, that. That's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was, uh, I, I will say it's like everything in there is, is right. Layered in with purpose. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But, it uh, reminds me almost of like, sorry. It, it reminds me of like Battlestar Galactica, the remake when it was like first getting off, how it's like this just huge, deep, rich universe that's just begging to be explored that you can literally go anywhere. Uh, I mean, I'll <laughs> happily take that as a compliment. Yeah. That was an awesome <laughs> show. So yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, I hope so, you know, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I think both, both, you know, essentially outside the building and inside the building and like, yeah, all the different, all the different permutations of it are, are very interesting to me. The, uh, set design too with the building, cause it's such a simplistic building. There's not really much architecture to it, but then when mm-hmm. you go inside with the graffiti, I found myself like when they first went in and they started reading the stuff, I kept Every time they'd go into another room, I'd try to read something else on the wall to see what <laughs> yeah. other Earths are out there. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was always the that was one of the most fascinating ideas to me too. Is that the building itself becomes this almost wiki page where people leave notes about their own Earths and you know, on, on my Earth, uh, you know, the U.S. and the Soviet Union had a nuclear war in 1985, and you know, just all the different weird permutations and just reading that, like someone left a note, like that's there, that's real to them was always a very strange idea. And the idea that you might come across a world where you go, wait a minute, I think I read about this, you know, and, and could run up to the third floor and go, yeah, holy shit. You know, look, somebody wrote right here. (laughs) Um, and that was always a really interesting idea. And that in fact, that was actually evolving that you could go in and suddenly there'd be new graffiti and go, who the fuck wrote that? You know. <laughs> <laughs> so was it was it like planned out each piece of graffiti, or was that too like? No, I mean, I would man, believe me, I would yeah. love to plan. I I, I wrote a, a a bunch of them, but um, no, we were putting that set together so fast. It was actually uh, um, no. I mean, I you know, I think at one point, I think the art department gave me a list of like possibles, and there's a few I crossed out because they didn't quite jibe with my idea but by by and large it was uh uh yeah the wild west it was like just people writing <laughs> kind of everything and then actually it's funny i think people got excited and wanted to write stuff but yeah to be careful because if you know um uh yeah like i said there's there's i have kind of some rules about how the world's work so <laughs> some kind of some kind of uh some kind of graffiti ideas wouldn't quite make sense with it but um, I want to ask you about my two favorite characters. Uh-huh. Uh, Harry's my favorite character. Cause I kind of relate to the sarcastic kind of guy. Yeah. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed him. And, and is it Eric Youngman? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I loved him and you know, he's been on a couple shows and he was in another teen movie. I think he's great. Very funny actor. And I also like constant woo as Polly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the Polly character is so there's so much you could do with that. I think and I'm so intrigued by this character. Um, we we kind of had a debate, little mini debate about who she is and is there, are they triplets or my theory? And again, you don't have to say, I mean, you're probably not going to tell me if I'm right or wrong, but uh, they're polys from different earths is what I was assuming is what you're going for. 
Um, yeah, I won't say, but <laughs> oh. it, I mean, it's definitely, yeah. I mean, you'll learn a lot more about Polly, um, as we go along, but yeah, I mean, that character to me was really fascinating. Um, uh, for a lot of reasons, especially writing it, like trying to, I mean, I'm, I'm spoiling it for anyone who hasn't seen the show, but writing that episode and, you know, there's a couple, there's a couple giveaways that once you realize that she's more than one person that, um, they make total sense, but the first time around, they just seem like these throwaway comments and that, you know, like our hair changes kind of halfway through the show. And, um, yeah, and it was just a fun thing, but yeah, that, that, uh, yeah, I find that character really interesting too. And Harold too, actually Harold has, I think his journey, um, in the, what, what, at least what I have in mind for him is, um, I think not apparently what people seem to take from his character um, <laughs> at all. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, I find the character really interesting and, uh, and, and actually much more conflicted uh, uh, or than, than at least, uh, than at least maybe it seems at first glance. And, and yes, Eric Youngman is, is, is hilarious. Um, he's funny because he, he brought kind of a, a sort of a chaos or something to Harold that like surprised me, but I really, really liked. Yeah. The, the, the scene with his mom dynamic there was, was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and I gotta, when he discovers that this other Harry is like a wealthy and like a corrupt lawyer, uh, I can kind of see that turmoil inside him. Like, why wasn't I that successful? And why, why am I not this, this person who would do these things um, to get ahead type of thing? Um, and how did this guy end up with Beatrix and I can't, uh, yeah, no, exactly. No, that's what I thought was one of the interesting things because in the show they visit two earths. One is essentially a dystopia. The other one is not quite a utopia, but, a, but a better version than what we're living in. And the idea that, wow, there might be better versions of you and that may not be such a great thing to encounter. Um, you know, and, and if, and, and may, you may take kind of an ego blow to like discover like, Oh, this other me way more successful. He had, you know, that, uh, he had much more gumption or I don't don't know what (laughs) this guy had. And and he got the girl I wanted and everything else. And yeah, that does, that, that might make you angry. I think one of my favorite parts in the episode was when Polly and, uh, the brother were going to get food and it, he realized that he wasn't in that world. And yeah. Polly was like, yeah, this is usually the time when the police start running yeah. as if she had already <laughs> done this, already been there, something like this. So I'm kind of interested to find out like how many worlds Polly has actually been to before he meets up with the three characters, before she meets up with the three original characters. See, I'm more intrigued about why is he not on that earth? If everybody else is on that earth, why is he not? <laughs> um, the, yeah, the layers I, I of what you were saying. I to answer. But, but, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, no, but I mean, but I mean, well, one, I mean, actually, uh, I mean, I think like, I mean, that'll, that'll be actually kind of an interesting thing for Ronan too. But the idea that like, you could come across an earth that's just like ours, except that you died five years ago, you know? And like, that would be, that'd be kind of a jolting experience, I think, you know? There's like there's so many layers though to the characters. I think out of the whole cast, my favorite was the Tinker character because when you first meet him, he just he seems like the typical I don't know, aka bad guy. Mm-hmm. But as you progress, like he 
he has so many elements to his character where when it got to the end, I couldn't quite figure him out. I didn't know if I kind of wanted to side with him or if he was still just the bad guy. That's like the best compliment I've gotten. <laughs> like, I love, I mean, to me, that's like, I love that idea. And the fact that like, I mean, I was actually, I was kind of hoping that for all the characters that they'd kind of start in one place and you think, okay, this is who this is. And that they would evolve. If not by the end of this film, that by the end, you know, by at least, you know, as we went on with them, we discover more. Um, but yeah, well, one, I love any character, but certainly villains, that have their own agenda that makes sense. Like it makes sense not only to him, but makes sense to us. It's like, Oh, all right. At least I get that. You might not agree with it. You might not agree with his methods, but you at least get the goal. Like that is a, you know, he's the hero of his own adventure in his mind and he's got a purpose. And the idea that, right. You could come into contact with this guy and, and really be on his bad side. Um, but once you get past it, that you realize like, Oh, he didn't really care about me. It wasn't, he wasn't there just to torture me. He wasn't there just he he wanted to know, and that all of a sudden, like yeah, like you know, that sometimes my enemy's enemy is my friend. All of a sudden, and that this guy who was a threat earlier could suddenly be you know be an ally later on, and and having to like be open enough to adjust to that, you know. Um, I and we did a lot of that in the lost room too, and I I, I just find that a really interesting. Uh, I don't know. It's harder to write sometimes, but it's I, I just it appeals to me. I think you nailed it with Tinker because I, I was watching it again today just to kind of get ready, and I, I, there's a point when he's got the gun on Ronan and he's in it, he's interrogating Beatrix. I'm like, I hate this guy. This guy is the worst. And then later on, like when he's helping them hack the building, and he has that throwaway line of you know don't take this personally or so personally to Beatrix when she's got the gun on him for trying to kill them earlier. Like you understand, like he's trying to help them now, and now it's it's a different situation. And his family was killed by who he thinks was their dad, and yeah, it was perfect. I, I thought the same thing Jenny said, and uh, yeah, I think that kind of building of the character was was well done. And within ninety minutes, you did that with I think every character where I felt attached to them, like Ronan, Beatrix, Harry, even Polly, who we don't know a lot about. Um, oh man, that's I mean that's awesome. Uh, yeah. I, um... No, I hope that's the case, but uh, yeah, and, and I have to say, I have to also credit Michael Monks, uh, who plays Tinker. Um, he really kind of grounded that, uh, that that character could have gone another way, right? He could have been kind of very arch in this and almost mm-hmm. over the top, and, and Michael had a very kind of grounded, more realistic take on him, which like was like kind of surprised me, but it was like, oh, of course, of course he's this. <laughs> um, uh but yeah, no, I mean, that was my hope with all of them, that like um, that they would evolve, start to evolve beyond where they start. Um, but yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about the cast a, a little bit. Did each, you know, the, uh, I'm assuming they all auditioned for the role. Did they each kind of bring to life the character you had in your mind? Uh, yes. I mean, it, it, some of it is... Is your to some extent you're being in the middle, right? Because like you're you know you're auditioning actors, and you know I've got an idea in my head, but you're also looking for somebody who's going to, you know, bring something to the part. And uh, uh, like like just saying, Michael um, going like, oh, of course, like wow, he's he's actually a much more grounded version of this character 
then even I was, I was thinking and I was like, Oh, that's, I want to go that direction. That's great. You know? And so, um, uh, you know, you want, uh, you're looking for actors that, yeah, like are kind of bringing you and then, and then in a weird way, then you're kind of playing it back in your mind. Like once I had Mark Hapka in the mind of Ronan and like he, you know, he had a kind of an aggressiveness, uh, but, but a, you know, I always felt with him like I could see this kind of the tough outer shell, but then sort of the, the, you know, I don't know, the vulnerability or something inside. And, uh, but you know, everyone's got a different kind of vibe and an energy. And then, like I said, seeing, seeing Mark and, and knowing that, you know, who, who, uh, that Harold would be a foil to Ronan that like, ah, like Eric seemed to be the right kind of foil with Mark. And then, so it all starts to kind of come together. And, you know, like I said, hopefully if I've, if I've chosen well, um, it makes it much easier to direct, especially when we're, you know, shooting at breakneck speed, because there's really, you don't have a lot of, you know, a lot of chance to adjust or, 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 you know, work on things. You're, you're kind of, you're kind of buying into who they are. And, uh, you know, you have, you have, you know, a couple variations, you know, we can do a few takes, but that, that's it. Uh, okay. So, (laughs) Like we mentioned, a lot of the questions we came up with were based on the story, and we realized you're probably going to not answer a lot of them, uh, <laughs> if if at all, any of them. <laughs> so, yeah. No, man. Hey, take a swing because you never know what I what I might answer. All right. But yeah. Uh, the significance of the metal ball they find, and um, I'm I won't s- answer that. Uh, that's what I figured. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that it's funny because it it definitely yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot. Yeah, that that goes pretty deep. So yeah. yeah. It seems very important. Yeah. Um, I'll say that. You're definitely <laughs> right about that. With with the hacking of the building, are they going to get to a point where they know the kind of earth they're going to, or is it always going to be a, a guessing game? Um, I definitely like the mystery aspect to it and the idea that what they've hacked is like they haven't – they just – they've just thrown a monkey wrench into the thing and uh, and really have no idea what they're doing yet. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, I guess on a long enough timeline, they may, they'll, they'll learn more, but, um, you know, one of the big influences on me was the old land of the lost show. And, uh, I don't know if you remember there these pylons in the show and those freaked me out when I was a kid because they're (laughs) these, these, these like yellow, I mean, like pyramids, I guess they're very tall pyramids. Um, I mean, I don't know what the, you know, they're eight feet tall, maybe. Um, and inside they had a control panel, but it was like a table full of marbles and you can move the marbles around and it would kind of bring you to other places, but you had no clue what you were doing. And that feeling of chaos of like, and especially like, I know I'm doing something. I have no idea what I'm doing. Like that there's, you you know, there's some kind of, there's a reason there's a clockwork underneath, but you cannot perceive it. And that, that is a fascinating uh, idea to me and a really cool – and so I, I definitely – that was definitely a big influence on the building um, and the idea that like, yeah, like how this this thing works is just outside of my grasp uh, is, a, is a fun place to be to me. Yeah, it leaves all the – those questions we were talking about where you don't know exactly where it's going to go, but you know, it's going to end up somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so what would, what would be your idea of the, of your best alternative earth? 
Like if you zap to another one. Oh man. What would you want to find? Um, well, well, I guess that, that, that's basically a list of things that I find wrong with this world. Pretty much. <laughs> um, which is pretty long, but, um, you know, I mean, an obvious one is, the um, uh, global warming to me, which is, um, a colossal problem that, that people, even now, I mean, about half the country seems to be freaking out about it now. Um, and a lot of people still kind of like just try to ignore it. Um, but um, so something like that, like, you know, where we've actually sort of dealt with it um, or, or like at least facing it. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that's actually the interesting thing about any alternate earth is that it starts to be a reflection of us. I mean, you're, what you're kind of doing is you're always drawing a contrast. I mean, it's, you know, it might be a what if, like, which is either a what if of, you know, history, all right, what if history had been slightly different? What, what might things be like now? Or if such and such a technology existed, what might things be like now? Um, do you think, uh, do you think like the butterfly effect plays into, into it? So let's say somebody from one earth shows up into another earth. Can they affect the outcome of that earth? Like, let's say tinker with his bombs. Yes, for sure. I mean, I, although I guess I would argue they have the same effect as anyone. Like if I just show up in an alternate earth, I have the same chance of affecting that earth as someone who lives there because mm-hmm. I'm just a, I'm a guy there you know, I just essentially entered it. But I do think, I think the butterfly effect, you can really see it like, you know, I'm, I'm just, this isn't anything I ever thought of before, but say, um, well, this is a really obvious one, right? Like, uh, the classic or like, what if like JFK hadn't been assassinated or something, right? It's very, um, if that's the only, that is the only difference in that world that world spins out obviously in a completely different direction than ours. And, uh, you know, um, uh, that, 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 I mean, that's kind of the butterfly effect there, but I mean, but like I said, that's, that's obviously a very famous huge event, but I mean, you know, what if, what if it's another earth where in 1903, yeah, like a subway car went off the rails or something like how different is the world now just because of one minor thing, uh, and, and the, and the planet's totally different, you know. So, yeah. What about- yeah, sort of like if you kill the if you kill the one person that later on their great grandchildren is the one that invented the thing that makes the world turn. Right? Does it screw you? <laughs> yeah. Or like, uh, or or uh, even the negative of that. Like, it turns out in our world that some guy who died in 1920 did some amazing thing and that like on nine tenths of the world, this other thing exists, but it turns out we're one of the, mi- we're the minority. You're like, Oh shit, we never got that super invention or whatever. Um, and I think that's kind of a, like actually like, um, in, in the show, they find a rapper for dragon burger, which mm-hmm. is just, you know, like some alternate fast food place. And yeah, the idea that dragon burger is actually fairly common out there. I always thought was funny. Like that, they might, I mean, I'm just, you know, who knows, but they might find like, Oh, there's a dragon burger on like four, four tenths of the world we go to. Um, and, but just, we just happen not to have that chain, you know, <laughs> it's a little thing, but that's always funny to me, like what the differences would be. Well, what would you, okay, let's flip it a little bit. The question you're on an alternate earth. Um, and you, you know, you know, it's an alternate earth, right? You've already deal, dealt with that. Do you go and try to find your family, your alternate self? Do you look him up to see how, how he's doing? Uh, do you try to maybe take some technology along with you? I don't, I don't think I would look up myself or my family. I think that would be really weird. <laughs> um, maybe, I mean, maybe on a long enough timeline, I'd be like, oh, let's just see. But 
right now I'd be like, no, I'm all right. I would definitely, yeah, I would definitely do Harold's plan and try to like acquire some technology to bring home. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, some way to suddenly like make a billion. That <laughs> that seems like a cool idea to me. Um, yeah, and I and honestly, I would I guess I'd be curious to see what I would try to figure out like what the differences were. Yeah, I feel um, I feel I'd spend a lot of the thirty six hours doing that. Yeah. Yeah, right. To figure out like why is this world like this, you know? <laughs> right. Um, are we ever okay, another question. Are we in your plans of this 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 show, do you have a, a an idea or an exact idea of where this building originated? Yes. Awesome. Okay. So now I just have to hope we get that. Yeah. <laughs> hope on a long enough time. Wait, we can make enough episodes and discover. Yeah. Can you tell us uh, what you mean when talking about the mom where you say parts of her died? Um, well, that's, that's, he said not all of her that, yeah. um, is the line. And I, 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 that's, I mean, he's referencing the fact that like there's more than one version of mom, just like there's more than one version of all the characters. So just Ooh. because their mom died doesn't mean there may be another version of their mother that they need to seek out. So are we ever going to find out how long that humans have known about this building? Like how uh, long ago it was built? Yes. I mean, eventually that'll all be, that's all part of the mythology of the building. Um, so yes. <laughs> all right, I don't, I'll I, take you it. Know, I don't know exactly when, but yes. Yeah, right. Basically, I mean, yes, like all, like the, the history and function of the building will all would eventually all get revealed. Um, and I think it's really interesting. Of course, I guess I would think that, but I do. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, but I think in a way that's not, I don't think it's a let, I mean, I hope, I don't think it's like a letdown where you go, Oh, Oh, that, Oh, like, I think it's actually more interesting the deeper you get into it. But again, that's my own opinion. Um, I get my question too, is their father, he shows up, he tells them they weren't, uh, you know, they weren't born on their, the home world that they perceived to be their home world. Um, and that you kind of get the idea that he's been traveling a lot in other worlds, but he leaves the building and it disappears after he's outside of the building. Uh, I'm left with this feeling like, well, how does he find the building again? Or, you know, like how does I, that, that kind of confused me or threw me. Well, the building's always, I mean, the building is actually the one constant. So finding the building again is actually the easiest thing because it's, it's always there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so that, yeah, him finding the building again isn't a hard thing. But it moves every 36 hours without their control. The building doesn't move. The building oh, is basically sorry. the they, same right, spot. Right. The earth, the earth, you know, so it's basically, so that's actually one of the interesting things is that, um, you know, the street it's on is, would tend to be the same. I mean, you, you know, depending on how different the earth is you're on, but that, you know, if you're on a fairly similar earth to yours, it's like, yeah, it's basically the same street, mm-hmm. you know? So are, is there only one building that takes it to every earth or does it, like, are there hundreds of buildings? Like, every Earth, there's a building that transports every time kind of thing. 
Uh, that do you understand that, what I'm sorry. saying? It's kind of yeah, confusing. Yeah, yeah. No, no. That, well, that honestly, I mean, that that gets into the myth. I won't, I won't reveal. <laughs> but I mean, no. Yeah, I mean, a lot of that stuff is the stuff like I mean, like I was saying, like that's some some of the stuff that I would think about uh, for a long time. I mean, I mean, partially because it's like interesting to me, but also like as a logical thing. Like, all right, how's this work best? How's the lo- how's all the logic hold together best? Um, I mean, for instance, this is this is a slight tangent, but we were talking about the Terminator movies earlier. Like, I think. I think James Cameron's version of time travel in the Terminator movies is really pretty brilliant. Um, brilliant for telling stories. Um, and not, you know, like it, it obviously depends on the story you want to tell, but it's this great thing where there's paradox doesn't really exist because a Terminator can from the, come from the future, or at least one possible future, and come back, and it can be destroyed, and the future's even changed. But now we have its hand that we couldn't have gotten otherwise. Like you can essentially, and even when you've changed the future, the Terminator is still there. Like mm-hmm. like I said, at the end of Terminator 2, they have to destroy it to try to prevent it from happening. But I think that's such a brilliant, like essentially a, you know, it's a model of how time travel might work that's just an awesome way to tell a story. And, 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 and partially it's trying to arrive at that, those rules that like, okay, what's the best rules for me? <laughs> you know, to tell my story in that will work. And I know if I, I know if I plan it out now, it'll work five years from now. Um, so anyway, that's always a game that I find. <laughs> we always get cross-eyed when we start talking about time travel storylines, because it's so, it's so complex. And where did they end up? And if this one goes back in this time, but then in the future, do you find writing that type of style do you get a little cross-eyed now and again going wait a minute if they do this it would affect this uh no i mean i think that's one of the things i find really fun um but it is like a very it is like a very it's like a logic problem and but but i'm i i think i'm good at thinking out all the all the consequences of the rules um but yeah i mean i said just like you know back to the future is a different time travel model than the terminator and they they both work correctly for the stories they're telling, but um, you know, in the Terminator, if Marty McFly was in the Terminator and his his parents didn't get together, he would still be there. He wouldn't vanish. Mm-hmm. It's just that he would never be born, but he'd still be essentially would still have existed because whatever timeline he was from was valid. And like, right, so that which that doesn't work in Back to the Future. Of course, you need to work differently because <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> you know, for for the story, but. Anyway, so I like I like thinking of that as a um, I don't know as as a, as the rule system um, for how the for how the story you know for how the storytelling will work. So it was the the lost room was that kind of an influence to this story because there's just, there's a little bit of similarity there, uh, not a whole lot but a little bit. Um, I don't know if it's an influence as much as it's. You know, uh, I mean, I had a couple co-creators on The Lost Room, but like, you know, both reflect kind of my my own taste and uh, um, how my brain works, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, um, yeah, I guess I think, you know, it's hard to say. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Am I a different writer now having written Lost Room? I don't know. <laughs> but it's not like a conscious influence because like I said, it's like, well, it's, I think it's more like, well, it's just how I think. Like, that's how my brain works. So the similarities are like, yeah, like they're both very rule-based. The Lost Room is even way more rule-based. Um, tonally, I knew they were, they're very similar. It's like a, 
um, you know, just kind of a peculiar tone. Lost Room has a little more of a noir yeah. vibe to it um, than Parallels, but um, they both have a peculiar and kind of, on the one hand, like a sort of a dead serious tone. Like it takes the, the, the science fiction part of it is dead serious, but there's humor within it. Like the characters, you know, I think there's kind of some funny moments with the characters and stuff, but the, the world is kind of like deadly serious. And I like that mix. Um, okay. What, have you ever got the comparison to sliders at all from, from Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, A a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. I felt Um, that kind of right away, but a very different vibe than sliders. But yeah, I was thinking about sliders as I got to the kind of the, the meat of this, this, this show. I think it's unavoidable. I mean, because yeah. that was the other TV show that I mean was doing essentially, you know, kind of parallel world hopping. I mean, twenty years before we were. Now the irony is, like, I actually don't know that show very well. I've seen like an episode and change, like <laughs> episode and part of one, or maybe maybe parts of two. Um, but it wasn't a show that I watched, so it's an. It, aside from like, I, I knew that exists, and I knew that uh, obviously a parallel world, world show had existed. But it's not an influence on me, particularly. Um, other than that, um, uh, but you know, for me, I was I was more the parallel world stuff. For me, I think it's just more my take on parallel Earths. Like uh, for me, I go back to like Land of the Lost was one. But um, there's a book by Robert Heinlein called um, Job: A Comedy of Justice, um, which was an influence on me. And there's actually there's a show in the '80s called Otherworld that I actually was thinking about with parallels because it was about a whole family that accidentally slips into and just one, but an alternate earth through like the pyramids or something. And it was really strange show, but really interesting as a kid. And the idea of like essentially a whole family traveling together was, was very consciously was in my mind, um, uh, writing parallels. Um, and then there's things like, uh, like the dark tower is kind of an obvious one. Um, so yeah, for me, I'm kind of drawing from, I mean, maybe it's even some of the same influences on, on the folks who made sliders. Um, but, uh, you know, and some of it, I think if you're going to do a parallel TV show, some of the, some of that's the same thing. It's like, all right, you're going to have a small band of characters typically because television, (laughs) you kind of need more than, you know, so some, some of the solutions I think will, you know, you'll end up kind of with the same, or some of the same, you'll have some of the same solutions to some of the same problems. But mm-hmm. I think as, you know, obviously it goes on, we'll kind of find our own way and we might, you know, tread some of the same territory, but I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, but now I, now I can't, now I don't want to watch it just because I don't want it to, I don't want it to influence me. Sure. But, um, but yeah, like I said, like there's no argument. Hey man, they were doing it 20 years ago. So yeah. Yeah. That, and that's okay. I, it, it succeeded. It did well. So I mean, yeah, sure. Um, I think that kind of show should be around. I like. I love that idea, and that uh, instantly I enjoyed this 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 show too. Um, <laughs> the the core world that you've built into this, the, the like Earth One, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I, again, I don't know how to word this question other than getting the answer. You can't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Uh, you gotta try it. You gotta um, go for it. I. It's probably gonna be a long time before we visit that. I would assume in the story. Um. It's it'll be a little while, but mm-hmm. but I mean, 
Yeah, I don't think I think you'll get there. I think you'll get there in an acceptable amount of time. <laughs> it won't be like it's not like oh you'll get there in five years. It'll yeah. be simple that. Um, um, but yeah, it'll 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 take a little time. Is Earth One at all similar to our Earth, or is it completely different? Like I'm that, assuming it you'll is. Have to, that you'll find. You'll have to wait and see. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, all right. I can't handle it. I bet you you can answer this question. What can we do to help get this made? Ah, well, that yeah, that man, that's a great question for, for <laughs> all of my selfish reasons. But uh, I mean, I think you know, I mean, the best thing is like um, we we did really well on Netflix. A lot of people watched it, and I think just keep you know getting your friends to watch and and to rate it and review it. I think really helps. Um, uh, and also let your favorite network know, like where, I mean, you can let Netflix know, you can let Fox network know or any, anywhere you'd like to see the show, like a network that you watch and you go, man, you guys should be showing parallels because I would watch your network every Friday night or whatever. Uh. <laughs> I mean, that, 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 that all helps. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, really the more people talk about it on, you know, on social media, there's, I, there are even petitions going around at one point to turn into a series. Um, uh, I mean, all that helps. That's gotta be that's gotta be pretty overwhelming. That was pretty thrilling, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I was I was very surprised at how quickly people found it and really kind of passionately uh, latched onto it. That was, yeah. I mean, that was. I mean, I mean that was thrilling. Was, was Parallels always going to go to Netflix, or was it like? Like I guess, like what's like the story behind that? Was it always a, like supposed to be like a Netflix movie, or was it like supposed to be somewhere else? And it like some something happened. No, it wasn't supposed to be anywhere else. I mean, basically, the way all our projects at at uh, Fox Digital. This is actually my fourth project I've I've shot for Fox Digital. Um, but they, because it's kind of lower budget, they can essentially shoot a project and then decide where to go with it after. Um, so, um, yeah, this was the case. I mean, we, we'd kind of, we made it, but we didn't, we didn't know. We always knew we'd do more in some form, but, but not with, uh, not necessarily with the destination in mind. Okay. Do you have a, do you have a preference with, um, like if this is a show like Netflix, you can binge watch, they release like all 12 episodes at one time, log in. And I mean, we do it all the time. They come out with a new show and we'll spend the whole weekend oh, yeah. catching up. Or do you prefer it to be like a seasonal thing, like something on like the Fox Network, where once a week you get a new a new add on in this certain time of the year, and then the next year it comes back? I don't I I, I don't mind either way. I, I mean I personally love the Netflix model too because I you know I like watching I like watching the show at my own pace, which is sometimes right like sometimes I'm binge watching or sometimes I'm watching two or three episodes a night, and then sometimes I you know. I get busy and then I pick it up in a, you know a couple weeks or something. Um, but you know, there's something, there's something fun about the weekly, you know, on a weekly show and like the anticipation of having to wait a week. I mean, that's, that can be actually fun too, but um, yeah, no, I mean, honestly for me, it's more important, like who, who gets the show and will support it and, you know, and, and, you know, where will we connect with our, an audience that's excited about it? Totally true. That's awesome, though. 
so we'll we'll definitely we're gonna post the review on our website about it um before uh probably the day this podcast comes out um, i hope it's a good review uh, that would be you awkward. Guys just destroy it. Yeah. <laughs> like, what a piece of shit. Yeah, it turns out Parallels in... actually is awful. Don't watch yeah. it. We just did this interview because we wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're sitting here gushing for the last 40 minutes yeah. or so. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we'll definitely do our part to get the word out as, as best as we can because I we need more. We were just that's all we kept saying is there's gotta be more. Um, and we can, we can't wait. We think, uh, personally, I, I won't speak for these guys, but I think the show is beautiful, amazing writing, great acting. Um, oh, thanks man. And like I say, we, we, we definitely can't wait to see more. Um, no, I, yeah. Oh, that's so awesome to hear that. So, yeah. I'm, if you would, if you wouldn't have told me that it was a low budget film, I would never have known. Yeah. Oh, Honestly, wow. Yeah. Now that point. I'm really glad about that, but yeah, no, I mean, it's, 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 so lower than anything else you're watching pretty much on TV. Um, and it I mean, blows my mind. Yeah. I mean, we shot that in 11 days. So just to put in perspective, like that was, a, I mean, and that was essentially would have been broadcast like two hours with commercials. So if that had been, a, you know, a network pilot, that had been a, 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 at least 20 days uh, to shoot. So, which means not only, you know, what what it affects is not only, would I have more time to shoot it? But it would also mean I, I would write it differently. I mean, you know, it's, it, I, I had to write a script that I could even shoot in 11 days. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. And, and, and luckily I'd been through, um, uh, I've been a few, through a few projects with like the DPs, guy named Bryce Fortner. He shoots Portlandia. If you watch Portlandia. Oh, nice. Um, he's amazingly fast and so good with like just available light and, um, and the AD and I, we'd all kind of been through a few shows together. And so we'd got a, we'd got a pretty good system down for just shooting, you know, really fast. And, but still, I mean, this one really, this one really sort of pushed the limits, but, but yeah. Well, yeah, it was, it was, it was fun to watch. And it's kind of the kind of the thing where I watched the second time and I was like picking up things I didn't see before. Obviously I'm looking at the, the graffiti cause that's just the cool, a nice aesthetic to the, to the building uh-huh. um it, it's definitely a show you can watch more than once and very much enjoy it the second time even more than you did the first time oh that's cool um, what did you what did, i'm just curious what did you discover the second time around is there anything that jumps, that well, jumps the, fir- out of you? the first time i didn't really think too much about the polys i did think at first well it's just triplets the second time i watched it i noticed that okay well she said this the other one didn't know what ronan was referencing mm-hmm. and so i was like okay now it makes a little more sense now i'm kind of picking up on it and, and uh, I'm I'm usually a little quicker, and but uh, I noticed it a little more heavier the second time. Um, That's cool. And I, I yeah, like I say, I really enjoyed that aspect, the poly aspect, and and there's a lot to relate to for different characters, like the Ronan and and, and the Harry, and even Beatrix having to kind of give up her college dream for a little while. And there's a lot of depth to these characters. And again, we're gonna we really want to see more. <laughs> so uh that's great man well uh we'll, we'll put the heat on with netflix and fox and hopefully <laughs> hopefully a year from now we could talk about season one that would be amazing yeah <laughs> all right sold <laughs> all right that's uh that's gonna about do it um i can't thank you enough for joining us and talking about this this very cool project of yours do you have anything else you're working on that you kind of want to plug um I got stuff in the works, but nothing. Yeah, nothing. I nothing that's uh, 
ready to announce, but yeah. Okay. Um, uh, we can get updates from you on Twitter though, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm, every time I got something, I'm hoping to have some actually some parallels news soon, but yeah, everything yes. I'm, I'm putting everything up on, on Twitter. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll, we'll put your Twitter account in the show notes and we'll make sure everybody follows you uh, to find all that information. And uh, yeah, thanks again so much for joining us. This was a great time and we'll, we'll definitely try to get you back again. Um, yeah, no, thanks you guys. This is cool. All right. That's our interview with Christopher Leone. You guys loved it as much as we did. I know it. It was so much fun to talk to him. Can't say enough how much we love this movie, this show. Uh, we're like little girls, little fangirls right now. Um, I'm excited for the future of this. I hope it gets made. We're going to do our part. We're going to use the hashtags. What's the building and hashtag parallels all the time. We we want to get it trending. We want Netflix to understand. Uh, we want Fox to understand that this show needs to be made and we're going to do everything we can to, to help support the show. Uh, yeah. So if you're listening, get those hashtags out there, start tagging Netflix, start tagging Fox. <laughs> yeah. Just go to Netflix, watch the movie a couple hundred times. You don't just leave it on in the background while you're cleaning the house or whatever. Put uh, it on, put a review on the page. That yeah. always helps. Put a review on the page. Yeah. We're going to put the review up next week or uh, this week, I should say. Um, but yeah, find it. You can find uh, Chris on Twitter at Christopher Leone, but he spells it a little differently. It's at C H R I S T O P H R L E O N E. So go give him a follow. Tell him how much you love this movie, how how great it is, and then hashtag what's the building? Hashtag parallels. Let's make it a cool viral event. Let's get this show made because we all want to see it. Um, and I know after you watch this movie, you're going to want to see it as well. Um, any other impressions you had after talking to this guy? He's so uh, passionate I... about it, so passionate, and that just makes me so much more excited. <laughs> And it's, it's so cool to hear he has the whole plan. Like, it's all planned out. I think that was what I was most impressed about, because it wasn't just fly by the seat of your pants. It It's like a creative mathematical genius. Yeah. It, and he, he it's says, the only way I could describe it. <laughs> he said it just wasn't, yeah, overnight type of thing. He's had this idea for a long time, and he's wanted to make it, and so it's so cool to have it all laid out like this. Um, you know, I, I can't help but think that there's so many books about alternate Earths, that could be read to you in some form of audio file, JD. Yes. So if you want, if everyone wants to go to www.audibletrial.com slash atomic geekdom, you guys can get a free 30 day trial with a free audio download book. And if you like a bunch of awesome sci-fi, you can read stuff like the Martian, which we coincidentally just did a review of or not a review of, but we did a podcast with, the creator, which is an awesome guy, and it helps us continue to bring the content that you guys love. So it's pretty awesome. That website again? Uh, www.audibletrial.com slash Atomic Geekdom. <laughs> uh, perfect. I love it. Um, just to get a quick bit of business out of the way before we let you go, uh, you can buy t-shirts. They're on sale, 10 bucks a pop. Go to AtomicGeekdom.com, pick up a shirt. Uh, we would appreciate it. Uh, by the time this is up, I will have already started talking about my coverage of C2E2. Uh, I'm going to look into the future and say it was a blast. Because I haven't gone yet while we record this. Um, 
Jenny, you're on Twitter, right? I am on, I'm on Twitter right now. (laughs) (laughs) You can, you can find me at, at Robbie art, R-O-B-I-A-R-T. JD is at. J freaking D. Oh God, I can't talk today. J freaking D. There we go. And what if people want to watch you play games online? Uh, my gamer tag is also J freaking D. I'm currently playing Dark Souls 2, which is infuriating and I love it, <laughs> and Neverwinter on Xbox One, which is really great, surprisingly, for a free to play MMO. There you go. I'm I'm actually getting into Shadows Shadows of Mordor. Ooh, how is it? It's a lot of fun. I've actually only just watched my roommate play, but it makes me want to play, so I'm gonna start probably next week. Uh when I get a little more time. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Atomic Geekdom. You can hit us up on email and suggest cool movies like Parallels for us to watch, review, and try to get the creators, writers, directors, actors on. Uh, our email address is theatomicgeekdom at gmail.com. Uh, find us on Instagram, Facebook, Google+, Plus, Stitcher. Please subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave a little review. That helps us out, gets the word out to everybody of what we're trying to do here. And that's just, you know, have a little fun and give you guys some exposure to maybe a movie you might not have noticed. I probably wouldn't have noticed this movie on Netflix if JD hadn't pointed it out. Um, and I'm glad he did cause it's super awesome. So that's the shoe. You guys, any last words for our, our listeners? Don't pass up parallels. It's honestly amazing. Yeah, we, we say stuff all the time, and you're probably like, whatever, these guys don't know what you're talking about. This time, we do. So, go check it yeah, out. You, see, you can be as cool as, like, the first ones. You know when you find something that nobody else seen, or you can be part of that crew. Right. Be a hipster. You Embrace can, it. You can get all mad <laughs> when it becomes super popular. Um, but yeah, go check out Parallels on Netflix right now. Go find it, watch it, review it, watch it again and again and again. And get the hashtag what's the building and the hashtag parallels trending. And let's uh let's let's look at, make people aware of this this, you can, this show. You can also use hashtag on a parallel earth parallels is already a TV show. That's trending. <laughs> How many characters is that? Uh, it's enough. It's fine. It fits. <laughs> I made sure. Uh we're definitely gonna do our part to spread the word and we hope you guys help us out because it's definitely worth watching. So go check it out. And uh, we will talk to you guys all next week. Woo-hoo.